Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Narpick. Hit the music. Well, Big Bry, it's that time again. Out with the old and uh, in with the new. Because that blue tiger, as always, is here for you. So, remember, 21's best and forget 21's worst. And settle on in for this blue tiger first. Ooh, that was... Yeah, huh? Uh... Yeah, that's All right, right. Now, see, see, we both wrote something, but I'm going to start it, and now I want you to, like, take your game from here, and I want you to bring it up to oh. here, the 2022 energy, oh. right? Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. And I want you to finish it. I want, I'm going to start it, and I want you to finish it, okay? Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cheeto dust floating above the comic pile. Tiger milk stained above your lip. Go ahead. Zack Snyder plays on the TV and sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, blue tigers roll on in the dust. I don't know. There we go. That's the best I that's the best I got, man. I'll take That's it. That's the best I got. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we start it, We start strong and poorly crash burn flames. That's you know, the story of my life, man. That's the story yeah, of my it's life. Yeah, like it's like a Lobo's Christmas special. You know what I there mean? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's the first episode of the new year. It is. Uh, and you know what? We ended the year on a high note, too. We really did. Because, really I mean, did. we had the Emerald City. And then we had Layla, and then we had Melissa. That was, right. yeah, I mean, that was a rock-solid uh, way to end the year. Well, this episode will probably be an intermission, but our next episode, no spoilers, but it's going to be great because we got a real rock star coming in. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. Another, another guy we uh, got to uh, hang out with briefly, briefly. at uh, Emerald City. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think... Um, I think the cultural zeitgeist is saying they're done with 21. They're uh, glad it's gone and yeah. in the trash forever. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I don't know how 22 is going to be. We, we have to hope it's better, right? We have to. Yeah, I think you have to be optimistic. Yep. I know Omnicron is is uh, surging and yep. coming out of the ocean and into our homes, unfortunately. In fact, I just got word... Big Red, shout out to old Big Red. Uh, him and the whole fam uh, have come down with Ooh. the COVID. So uh, hopefully everything goes smooth over there and they heal up. I fast. can't even crack a joke on that man. So I, no, you yeah. can't. Yeah, and Big Red is usually all about fun and humor, but hopefully they. You I know, hope it's all good, man. I hope it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But uh, oh well, I mean, and another thing, we got to remember we. Have, 
I think we have to dedicate this entire episode to whether it's good or bad. Uh, Betty White. Yes, have we to. lost. We lost an American treasure on New Year's Eve. Yeah, you know what's great though? I hear they're still going to move forward and they're going to do some type of big special for her hundredth birthday. They should. Yeah, they for, should. Is, is she hundred or it was? She was like she was like three weeks away from her one uh, hundredth birthday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I've been. Because I've been having to work this last few days, just trying to get stuff done for deadlines. Yeah, and so uh, I've been just uh, streaming the, the Golden Girls. Nice, like what's, a maniac. What platform is it on, man? Hulu. Oh, nice, nice. You know okay. what's crazy is it's tr- it's been trending. I think with her oh, passing, sure. I think a lot of people are like, "Fuck, I'm gonna go revisit that." And I forgot how good it is. Like, well, I was texting you earlier today about. It's crazy. I'm just listening to it, you know, because it's mostly, you know, it's old school television, so it's all done in front of a live yeah. studio audience. It's basically like, like televised theater, essentially, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And knowing that, you realize how fucking good, like especially Betty White, because her whole oh. character is like kind of the ditzy. I'm going to tell these weird stories, right? And she's cracking up the the other gals. But like somehow ma- maintaining the straight face, it's oh man, it's one of those like I forget, and also like the subject material, dude. I don't know how they got away with it, but they were 20, 30 years ahead of their time on some of the stuff. I mean, they're tackling, they're tackling subject matter that you didn't see on television back then, right? You know, just everything from like LGBTQ and uh, you know menopause, and then like certain like you know like uh ageism all kinds of stuff like it's really i don't know i'd say for a lot of people to go back and realize like oh the golden gals were you know the grandmas that you wish you had (laughs) sure sure (laughs) they're fucking awesome yeah yeah i gosh it's been so long i think i need to i'm gonna need to have that on in the background tomorrow while i'm working as well just for a little homage and uh you know pay my respects Definitely. That and they're raunchy, man. They have no problem. They, oh yeah. They they call each other sluts left and right. It's uh it's pretty I was like, well, take it back. Like, holy shit, how they get away with that? It's like daytime television it's half dis- the time. It's disarming when it's a bunch of old ladies doing it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's how they got away with it. The people weren't uh the uh you know, the overlords weren't uh expecting, you know. Right. Tomfoolery out of these uh little ladies' mouths. But Boy, uh yeah, wrong. it's good. Yeah, Def- definitely. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I got to ask because it feels like it's been a while because it has listeners might not know, but like our last three episodes, we banked. We yep. did all three episodes in like two days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because we knew during the holidays we were going to be busy, especially me. I just wasn't going to be available. Yeah. Uh, so uh, how has was your I guess the last couple of weeks of December for you, man? How was the the Christmas break, if you will? I know you got the kids and everybody. Yeah, it was good, man. It was a good, uh, great, uh, great recharge. Um, you know, Christmas is always always fun. Uh, we actually have been, you know, for for here we've been snowed in. It's been well, not necessarily snowed in, but uh, we had about eight nine inches uh, here, and the roads froze over because. You know, nobody plows the roads here, so it just packed packed down and packed down to ice and yeah. Um, you just don't have the infrastructure down in the northwest for that because it's so rare that it happens. It, yeah, I mean, rain people are fine, but you get 
two inches of snow and everything shuts down and people don't know how to drive and they yeah. think, oh, I have a lifted four by four pickup. I can just drive like normal. Two wheel, dr- rear wheel drive. Oh, yeah. Fucking swerving all over the place. Um, yeah. But, you know, what, it, was, so, it was good. So what what Santa bring you? Did you get did you get coal or did you get, you know, first of all, some... Santa would never, ever bring me coal. Uh, you know, I got, uh, got a gift certificate for, uh, I got a tattoo coming up here, uh, next week. So, and if the tiger cubs could see your tattoo, would you let, when it's done, will you let me 100%. blast it out on social media? I'll blast it out when it's done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then people will realize the super fan that you really are. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I have, I have no shame. If I'm getting that put on my body, I clearly have no shame. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I got that. Uh, my mom got me some really cool uh, – my mom always gives socks every year. Um, okay. And she always gets me cool socks. So uh, this year she got me pug socks, which I love. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty happy about that. Uh, uh, I got this really nice, uh, like, a vest. It's like a WSU vest. Oh. I can wear. It's pretty – Not mad at that. WSU. That's right. Good school. Good school. That's right. Um yeah, it was good. It was good. How awesome. about how about you? What did uh, what did Santa bring you? Well, you know, Santa was pretty good to me. I got some cool shit. Uh, my doctor wife, the real, the only, the, the real Santa in my life. Yeah. Uh, Santa Jesus, Optimus, that is, you know, doctor wife for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. She got me a rockin' jelly bean uh, print nice. or lithograph out of. Uh, Japan. That, oh, um, those are so cool. Yeah, definitely not something that uh, we have. It, it's actually it's framed and stuff. We have it upstairs. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but the few people that have have the reaction is quite. Uh, they're taken back. Like, oh yeah. Oh oh my! You're, yeah. Your wife bought that for you. Yeah. I go. Yeah, it was her pick. She liked it, and they're like, oh oh. Definitely it, not something I would hang in my home. <laughs> um, no. But no. it's gore. It's a gorgeous piece of art. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Definitely. She got me that. And then my sister got me. Let me go grab it. Okay. Oh, let's see what this is. What did. So I'm a big fan of like vintage ads and uh, like vintage art that was used in like promos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Like like governments would commission. um, You know, like I love all the stuff from like the space race. And my sister got me the sweet Soviet space graphics book. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so Cosmic Visions from USSR. Essentially, it's a collection of all the... Um, what are just, you, some kind of commie? Yeah, that's exactly what's going on here. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, it's just a collection of all the, the art during the space race that they would use, you know, for so their... You know, to, to promote... so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's like propaganda, but yeah. the art is so cool. And from an art perspective and a composition, I mean, they were hiring some of the best, I think, ad designers. Sure. Um, both them and the U.S. to do a lot of this. And it's great because it's broken down of like they've got um, promo stuff for like things that are coming up, stuff that was used within the USSR Space Agency. And then they have some of the futurism stuff, mm-hmm. which was like – Basically, kind of like in the year 2000, this is what our moon bases are going to look like. Right. Look at how great, you know, our space program is. And I love all that stuff. So um, I, I haven't quite gotten a chance to like really tear into it, but sure. 
you know, I like that kind of stuff because then I can use it as reference material, hopefully down the road. Uh, my sister got me a couple years ago. This It was all mail order mystery uh, collection. It was a book of all the stuff like when you buy the old comics and they'd have the ads yeah. for like get get four monster masks for 25 cents. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. all it was all that kind of stuff. Um, That's cool. So, yeah, she's kind of been giving me this like little collection of all this like really cool like advertisement art and you know like something that we can definitely like I, I want to use in our uh, when we do our big I, I guess Kickstarter for uh, Operation Blue and oh, stuff. Oh, we're gonna like have that. to put ads in the back, hundred percent. Yeah, Def- definitely. Yeah. You know, so it's all stuff that I can like lean on and use and you know and then you're paying homage to like kind of what made I think like vintage comics and vintage art um I kind of so wonderful like if you mm-hmm. pick one of those up now it's so unique if like as a kid I, I like I hope to I like to think that kids buy some of these older comics from the 70s or 80s and then they get to open them up and they see these ads and they're like what what world right. was this because this shit doesn't exist now. now people just go on Amazon or they get an ad on Facebook through their phone and they're like well purchase done man there's I've no done that way too many times that I'm proud to admit <laughs> right right but uh, yeah those were uh, probably the two highlights and then we just um Cause my, cause, so I got to meet my sister's husband for the first time. You know, I, it's, I feel weird. Like we should be just talking about comic book shit, but that's whatever. Right. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, I don't know if the tiger cubs care, but uh, we went, we got, we I took a few days off. We went snowboarding, and then we had. It turned out great, but I bought. So I bought the. I, I rented these Nordic skates for the whole family, and like I drove. Ice skates? Like ice skates, the big long ones, you know? Oh, yeah, okay. And, and you wear like almost like a little ski boot. Like it's a small, yeah, slimmer yeah, yeah. version of a ski boot. And there's this place called uh, like Portage Glacier. But you have to go three miles across this lake. And everything I read online and everything I – and I talked to people at this like mountaineering shop. And they're like, oh, yeah, if the snow's clear, you guys will want the Nordic skates so you can ice skate out there. So we get out there. And at the – you know, when you first jump on the lake – you know, it was covered in probably about like maybe six inches of snow. Mm-hmm. But then, like, we're looking out there, and I'm going, that looks like big sheets of ice out there. You know what? Let's leave our boots on. And about once we hit the half mile part, then we'll be, then it, it looks like it's all ice out there. And then we can slap on our blades and skate out, right? Because the blades just attach at the toe. Okay. So we all had like backpacks on, put our blades in like we we're like some kind of like sweet superheroes with like swords on our yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you use like trek poles with that or do you just skate No, so, you, so once you're on the ice, if you have the blades on, you just skate. And the, because they're so long, they're not very – you can't do like quick turns and stuff, but it's made for – being on like a rougher terrain and just going in long straight distances so you know when you see those videos of like guys in norway and they're ice skating on the lake and it's making all the noises yeah that's what that is it's like skating so anyways i'm like okay so we just gotta go like maybe half mile max and then we'll be at the ice so it'll be great the snow will the snowpack has been blown off so we get out there and we're like well maybe it's a little further than a half mile so we go mile a mile turns into two miles, and before you know it, we're almost at the fucking glacier. And I'm like, "Oh, it's a mirage. There is no, there's, <laughs> there's no ice. It's just snow." That- so we, we hiked three miles out to the Portage Glacier on this lake, in like anywhere from like four inches to eight inches of snow, 
in essentially ski boots when we could have probably should have been wearing like Nordic skis, just normal, like snow boots, right? Snowshoes, anything with displacement or Nordic skis, all the weight is distributed right at the toe. So your feet just dig in, you know, and you just go right through the the crust. Um, so it made the hike a little tougher than it should have been. I gotta, I gotta add. So would that be something that, uh, like, you know, because the last couple times I've came out, I've come out in like, you know, March, April. Right. Probably wouldn't be able to do something like that then, huh? You might be able to do it. We might be able to do it in March. Okay. If you came out early March, we could probably do it. Um, then we probably would need skates because it probably would be a bit melted. I say so, the, skate, the skate part sounds fun to me. Yeah. Well, it sounded fun to all of us. We yeah. just um, didn't time. Now, if we would have waited probably a few days because it warmed up, we probably would have been able to skate. Sure. Um, but by then it was like they had to leave and anyways, but it was still, we hiked out to the glacier. Uh, it was very cool. If you go to my social media, tag Lucia at Instagram, at, at Instagram. So at tag Lucia, people can see the pictures. Oh, I've uh, seen the pictures. They're pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool. So it was neat doing that. And then, you know, we just did some snowboarding and some night hikes and some bullshit like that. Well, that uh, speaking of, uh, snowboarding. Well, you bought a snowboard. I'm in the game now. Okay. All right. Not really. That's what I'd like to hear. I'm getting there. Getting, getting there. there. Yeah. Well, the closest mountain to uh, your neck of the woods for you would be Crystal Mountain, man. Yeah. You've got, well, both that and then Snoqualmie are both about two hours away. They're right where don't, I'm at. Don't go to Snoqualmie, man. Yeah. Well, it's okay. It's just you get a ton of people from Seattle and... The mountain's really kind of small. Well, I say that, but then I'm in Alaska where the mountains, I mean, or the places to actually do downhill riding aren't aren't very big. But I, I would say go to Crystal probably be better. Less people, I, yeah, I would I've imagine. never been, so yeah. I've only been, the only place I've been is like Ski Bowl. I've done Mount Hood. So Ski Bowl and Timberline are the oh. two places I've been. And it's, let's see, I'm 36. Last time I went, 17. Oh shit! Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so we're back to like beginnersville. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. Different body, brand new board. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be an adventure. Yeah, but no, it, this will, I'm, I'm, it, this is gonna be next season. So sure. like, because, um, you know, it'll be kind of like slowly acquiring the things that I need throughout the year. Um, yeah. yeah. Dude, when I was in uh, the last few years, I was in Portland area. Uh, Ski Bowl didn't even get enough snow to even open. Oh wow! Yeah, I was riding. I would do meadows because they had a night pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night skiing, and so I would go the back way through Hood River um, along the Columbia there, and then cut up through Hood River and do the back entrance in meadows. But I would do the night pass. I just do it for the weekdays. Mm-hmm. And then that way, like, the mountain was fucking dead. Especially, like, a Wednesday at 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. I'd be me. There would be, like, maybe, like, 10 other people I'd even see on the mountain. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. I mean, I'd have to get up early to, you know, if, especially if I had deadlines to, like, you know, adjust sure. my schedule appropriately. But, oh, man, that's one thing I would, I would kill to do again. I mean, I could probably do it up here. I just have to get a season's pass or something like that. Right, right. But um, I mean, I like Alyeska. That's our resort up here. But you can't. It doesn't really compete with Hood. Hood was. Where's the Where's the place that we drove to? Was that what that is? 
We drove up to that little ski lift. Oh no, that was uh, that was Arctic. That's just here by the house. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't go up there. It they're closed right now, mostly for um, wind and shit. They've been getting their shit rocked with uh, the storms and stuff we've been having. So I haven't been going up there. But uh, yeah, I I've been. That's a problem. I if I could get away with it, man, that's all I'd do. If sure. I could find a way to. I was getting paid to snowboard. That was all. I've, I mean, that's probably a lot of people. Oh yeah. But uh, uh, so yeah. So let me ask you: for somebody who hasn't been in twenty years, mm-hmm. right? Twenty years. It will two it be decades? It, it will be twenty years probably by the time I go again, most wow. likely. Um, unless I just come into a bunch of money and can buy all the gear I need. But even then, like I don't think my body is ready. Um, yeah. What 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 would you tell somebody? What, Let me ask you: is How how much did you ride when you were seventeen? Were you going up like every weekend, or was it just like a few times? I probably went like four or five times that year. I was finally like uh, getting the hang of it. Yeah, like finally learning how to like carve down the mountain without crashing. Okay, so you had like you were getting basically understanding the concepts of going like toe carving, heel carving, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, I would say just start slow. Don't, especially like you're older, probably like I know when I was 17, I weighed like barely 100 pounds. Yeah. So, uh, like I'm older, I can't, I'm heavier. My, yeah, my I can't body do this. hurts more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't ride with the same um, uh, unabashed desire that I did at 17. Sure. So, and I wouldn't even attempt to because I'd die. Uh, yeah, I would say just start start slow take it like a beginner you know what i mean like listen man i'm gonna have helmet wrist guards knee pads like butt pads like i'm gonna be fully like padded out you know what you might even want to think about doing and i and i think that this is probably one of the best things if people can afford to do it is do a private lesson with a pro yeah yeah just because they give you like one that's what they do all season and they'll just give you like a, a grasp for like the basic mechanics. And even if it's just one day, you just do one day. Like say you and uh, the prince go up. That would be the and, plan, man. Yeah. Yeah, and he like you could rent him a board for probably like thirty bucks or something, whatever. And then you guys could go up and t- even do a lesson together or something like that. Maybe not. It'd probably be best to put him in like a kids camp. They have kids camps. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. Those are great because sometimes you're like when I did those in Canada. I got to meet kids from like all over the United States right. all, and all over Canada. So like there'd be kids from like Quebec and, you know, some of them spoke French and all that kind of stuff. So like you got kids, like sometimes there'd be even kids from like Japan. So like as a kid, you got, you made friends for the whole week, you know, I'd be in there with like kids from like all over the world. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when I, but yeah, I would say for you and that would give you time where you could just do like a one-on-one It you know, it costs a little bit, but like if you did like a day or two, um, and then, yeah, you know, and then followed up like you know, once a week or something. If you could swing it for like a you know, get like a look into like a season's pass or something. Right. It might be that might be worth it if you're serious about getting heavy into it. Yeah, you know that w- I I I do like that. I do think doing the private lesson and you know that's what I recommend. Totally different sport, but that's what I recommend for people who uh, like want to get into golf. I'm like, dude, trust me. Like, pay the yeah. hundred bucks get an hour lesson with somebody and then at least like you'll you have, have the a base. basic mechanics. 
Yeah, you have a base to start from because like yeah. if you're just like going like, well, I watch a couple of YouTube videos, like, well, unless you're like you're yeah, unless you're if you're like 22 and a great athlete and you've been skateboarding your entire life, yeah, you'll probably pick it up no problem. But uh, that's not the case, you know, for most, especially if you're like like I remember my dad at 50 want to started taking lessons and he did he did the same thing he did uh he got he did pro he did like a got one-on-one lesson with the pro and at 50 he was riding down like him and i were doing like mid-grade runs together oh cool and, yeah i mean and he the only thing he'd done is he'd surfed his whole life so it was like he was like oh, i'll pick it up no problem and he quickly found out i was like surfing snowboarding a little bit different yeah, you know but yeah. but the momentum's the same he was very he didn't fight the mountain and that's a big problem is like getting used to just like letting the mountain take you you know right um but uh yeah man uh i think that's really and you know something you also have to look into and a lot of people don't realize is like uh especially in washington the northwest mm-hmm. there is a ton of tiny little mountains yeah little little mountains that are like people kind of poo-poo on because they're kind of like beginner level they're not very big but if you are a beginner that's perfect and you only want to spend 20 bucks for the weekend for you and the and the kids right uh i mean and no if you're not you know if you're just learning how to like carve down the mountain dude that would be the way to go that i'm gonna have Um, to find some like somewhere like that because that sounds awesome yeah there was a place i want to say it was called like hemlock or something there was a couple places in washington i once had this Right before we moved to Alaska, I was doing okay, like freelancing. I could schedule and stuff, and I was contemplating taking like a month off, and I wanted to go and hit every resort oh, wow. in Washington State. Whether didn't matter how big they were, even if it was just a fucking rope toe, I wanted to go and then like you know basically like take photos and stuff and do like a whole blog thing about it, like a blog series of like, okay, there's. Tech, people only know the big three in Washington, but there's actually like 20 places we're going to go hit all 20, you know. And you could have uh, done I a never, YouTube series on that. That would have been pretty cool. Right? Yeah, that was kind of the 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 idea behind it. Obviously, we ended up moving up here, so I didn't have a chance yeah. to do it. But I still kind of think about Shit, like, maybe oh, that, that Maybe I should just get a GoPro, and then I'll start a YouTube about... Uh, hey, I'm a beginner snowboarder. Here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. You want to yeah. see a broke, out of shape dude, like do some snowboarding? But I'm you your could guy. make it more about the culture, right? Around right. the mountain, because those mountain, like, dude, like, so, like, I, my buddy, my, one of my, the guy who just came up for Christmas, right? My old buddy who surprised us for Christmas and showed up with him and his wife with coffee and stuff. Like, we didn't even, I, you know, total. You know, they only showed up for like two days, but uh, they just, you know, popped up here for big Christmas surprise. But uh, like him and I used to go is like we when we go up to like places like Stevens Pass or Baker or Mount Hood, is like you'd go and talk to like the locals, you know, like the guys that work up on the mountain, like the lifties and stuff, and you'd find out that there was all kinds of stuff going on around the mountain afterwards. So sure. like you know, you you'd go and hang out like if you dude that would make a great youtube series Ooh. you know where you're you know you're going and like what's the best place to eat at where where's the good oh you know like this is a cool bar but the best place is this guy brews his own shit down the road right. and we all meet there after you know after we close that sort of thing like uh, you know i don't know how much of that still goes on these days just because everything's so it's so corporate now like i yeah. just heard like veil bought out steven's pass really? uh, we're getting, yeah and I, it, apparently it's really bad like um the old trail boss was saying like he's like i'm not even gonna go there anymore and that's he's had a season's pass there for like 17 years wow you know yeah i mean that's how bad it is 
um, which, yeah, I don't know. The whole whole chain, like it used to be like, here's an example. Now, you know, like they have cards and it's all scanned in and stuff. When I was in college, if you went up to Stevens Pass for night skiing, um, it was so lackadaisical. And because, the, especially during the weekdays, they would just let you ride for free. Oh, wow. Yeah, the lift used to be like, dude, there's because there's nobody there, right? Like right. it's it, they're not, and so you'd go up there and be like, we're closing in two hours, and we'd be like, can we run, just get in a few runs? We'll stay out of everybody's hair. Sure, they wouldn't even card you or anything. It was, I mean, that was, and now it's like, there's dude, no way, yeah. Now you get arrested. They have cop, they like literally have cops standing at the. I, there's a part of me that wants to do like, I'd love to do a graphic novel about that old school kind of like '90s early 2000s snowboard culture because I don't think I don't really think it exists anymore anywhere because everything has gotten so expensive. Now see, now see I'm the opposite. I want to do a graphic novel about the snowboard cops <laughs> on the mountain. Do you remember do you remember the 90s show Pacific Blue? It was like oh Mario. Oh my god. But yes. like, <laughs> but the, like bike the cops? snowboard cops. That would just be the best. <laughs> it'd be like it, so basically it'd be like ski patrol, but they can arrest you. Yes. <laughs> it'd be amazing. I wonder I, that's a good I wonder if there are ski patrol that actually have like have been like deputized or are actual police officers. Like he's got he's got to stop a crime wave on the mountain. At the ski Dude, resort. These snowboarders are selling drugs in the park. Yes. I gotta stop them. And then you have this whole sequence of like the cops going through the park chasing the drug dealer who's got a backpack full of I don't and know. And then they get up on the lift and then they fall and then it's like an like a snowboard chase scene down the come on, man. Yeah, they'd be going up the lift, it'd start off slow, and then the, once they realize the cops are behind them, they'd be like, I'm jumping, man. And he jumps. Yes. You know, and of course, then you have your Zack Snyder slow motion as he's yes. jumping off the lift, falls fifty feet, but then lands it on one leg and then starts it straps in real quick and rides them and the cops are like shit we gotta jump we gotta go and so they jump off and it just turns into this whole thing yeah oh, God. that's that's next that's after operation blue jesus <laughs> sounds like we should pitch it to upn there sounds we go like the next big this month on nbc snow patrol yeah eight o'clock eastern time well, I guess it'd be like Pacific, right? Eight o'clock Pacific. There we go. I'm into NBC. that. See, I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd watch it. Absolutely, watch it. absolutely. And you know they'd always make the snowboarders the best. Well, maybe not now because snowboarding's fine. But in the, if it was the '90s, the snowboarders would all be bad guys and just oh, like, yeah. oh Yo, yeah, look at these punks. Do you remember that? Have you watched those little videos? Go back and watch videos. There's a bunch of them on YouTube where it's like skiers at resorts being like, snowboarding will, will never be as popular as skiing. They're just thugs. They're just ruffians. They just I, I, they shouldn't even be allowed on the mountain. Well, then we said it in the 90s. Even better. Even, even better. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Oh, man. Even better. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. There we go. Oh, you heard it here God. first, folks. Well, let's let's get we got to get let's get now that we're finally ta- clicking on pop culture yeah. and whatnot. Uh, I've been working, so I've been out of the loop. But I know what you've been doing. You have been deep diving on anything and everything new on the streaming platforms, comics, everything. You've been taking it all in. Um, a little, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that I've been doing a little bit of that. I've been. Uh, so I want there's two things I want you to break down. Two okay. major films that okay. came out. One we knew it was going to be kind of come out like a fart, 
some people, the diehards were going to care and love it. The rest of the people were going to be like, meh. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Matrix. Yeah. And then the other one is, which is quietly becoming the most successful film ever of yeah. all time. Yeah. Uh, even during a pandemic, people yeah. are dying and they're like, I don't care. I'm going to go see this movie. The new Spider-Man. Yeah. No Way Home is like... What, like after a week, it already made over a billion dollars yeah, or something it's, crazy? Yeah, it's crushed it, yeah. It's crushing everything right now. But yeah, no, I, I saw both of those, and uh, surprise, surprise, I really enjoyed both of those movies. You, I'm, well, you know me, you, you know I'm easy to please. You're you, an optimist, man. You know? That's... I, I that's what I want though. We but, want that. I think it's so, been too negative. We're, we've yeah, had too much. You know, Twenty one was a downer. Give me the goods. So what makes the new Matrix great? Then what makes the new Spider Man movie the most successful movie of all time? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So for me, what I really enjoyed about the Matrix, um, some of the meta, like it was like it, it was like really meta, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, that wasn't my favorite part of it. I thought it was still good. Like. Like the whole point of it was like after revolutions, right? After Neo and Trinity died, um, mm-hmm. the machines resurrected them and then put them in put them in pods, put them back into pods, and those pods were basically powering entire cities. Just the two of them. Wait, 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 wait. So what? So at the end of the last Matrix, everyone dies, and then they put them back. The or they we think everyone dies, but then they all just really got put back into the pods. So well. Uh, yeah, so Neo and Trinity, we thought that those two died, right? And they did, right. and then they were brought back to life um, from a resurrection machine, and then put in the pods, right? And the yeah. because I guess after after peace was made, right? Because they made peace with some of the machines, there was a uh, power shortage, and so right. then the machines turned on each other and started okay. fighting each other for power and uh, for resources, right? And, and the- Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so the entire point was Neo and Trinity were each powering like multiple cities by themselves, right? Oh. And so this was taken it takes place like 6 it's been 60 years. So we don't know they're in the new iteration of the Matrix, you know. Okay. And uh they were trapped in this in this loop where Thomas Anderson, uh Neo, right? He is a famous video game developer for developing the Matrix. They basically well, turned his life and everything that the machines turned his life and everything he did into a video game. Which would make sense from a, like an autonomous intelligence perspective. It's just going to be it's going to be learning from the mistakes it made in its design, right? So right. it's going to be like creating more essentially like safety mechanisms. Right. To base, make sure that that doesn't and, happen again. And every time he tries to break out, they put him, you know, they put him back in. And uh, yeah. they actually find Neo by accident. The rebels do or whatever, the, the humans. There's still rebels in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, because he subconsciously created like a, a node or whatever so someone could find him. Yeah. But what i what i really loved about them there wasn't a t- there was a little bit of action but it wouldn't was wouldn't his body be like old though or were they like cloning it or something no they kept it uh, i don't know they didn't really explain how they did it but like the pod that they were in yeah that was just part of like the resurrection process and it kept them see from i guess aging. my my only problem with that be would was be then 
they don't need to create well they because i remember in the very first matrix they were like essentially they had like a breeding program right where they were like making humans as soon as they make a new human they'd plug them in and right. then they grow in the pod and then right whatever yeah they um, don't they don't necessarily explain that or if they did i i missed it um, okay what i really loved about it was the movie at its core at least from what i from my takeaway was that it was a love story for mm-hmm. for neo and trinity yeah and like how they kept trying to like he kept trying to find her and that was like the whole point of the movie like he gets out he gets broke free but she can't he didn't get her out right and so he yeah. has to go back to get her um oh but they implanted but her memories are she's married she has kids she doesn't know who he is and she works at a starbucks kind of yeah right yeah. but uh but yeah those those were the pieces that i that i really enjoyed about it the most yeah i is interesting the biggest thing i seem like you had a lot you know i guess the People who didn't like it, sure. the biggest thing was like it was just the, the biggest complaint was just it, you know kind of like all these n- movies of nostalgia is that they just feel kind of like uh, not I don't want to say empty but just like why you know like what was the there's so many things that haven't been made what, why did they think this would be something that, to resurrect especially when like let's face it the last two Matrix movies what in you know were reloaded in, in revolutions and I'll be honest man I went back and I rewatched them and did you like them. I did. I'm not going to really? say that they're. I'm not. You know, they were good, fun, enjoyable movies, right? Were they anywhere near on the same level as the original Matrix? No, because that movie was groundbreaking. You know, well, um, and it was also wasn't. It was ripped off. Yeah. R- right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we don't need to get into. That. I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> we don't. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> no. 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 Um, Allegedly, uh, I'll leave it at allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, yeah. we'll go letter Kenny on it. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, but you know, honestly, a lot of these, a lot of these studios are doing that and doing the the nostalgia torch. Hell, even Spider Man did it, and I would be curious to see, you know, if it didn't have the Marvel Studios logo on the front of it, if people would be saying the same great things, um, because as we sure. ca- as we can all remember. Spider-Man Three with Tobey Maguire was dog shit. Um, yeah, and and the, the two Andrew Garfield movies weren't were, great either. No, and they know? didn't, and that, and they reflected that in the box office. That's why they kind of canned them yeah. quickly. Yeah, and you know, but uh, people love a redemption story, right? And so they kind of got to come back uh, in this new Spider-Man movie, um, and apparently, like. I mean, I will say those. La- I don't even like. Spider- I'm not a big Spider-Man guy. Yeah. But Tom Holland as Spider-Man, he's they're, great. They're batting a thousand with him. He's I mean, great. He's, yeah. He's pretty fantastic. And, you know, apparently there's rumors that Andrew Garfield's going to get another Spider-Man movie. See, uh, that's the rumor. Where here's here's the rumor. Here's they the rumor. De-aged so many of the guys though. Like, the rumor you know, is is that he is going to fight tom hardy's venom that they are they exist in the same universe and not tom holland he exists. i'd be down with that yeah you know what i'd be down with that yeah i i would too right yeah isn't that interesting though they're almost doing with the movies now that marvel has done with the comics where you have like spectacular spider-man ultimate spider-man amazing spider-man you know what i mean like do you, it they're yeah they're doing different storylines and it's interesting that 
before that was the deterrent for a lot of people to get read comics, especially this last like twenty years. 100%. Is that like it's it's it's, it's hard to read. It's hard to like. It's hard to like get into. Right. Yeah, you can't just jump into. You know, you can't jump into Batman. Right. You, right. You can't jump into Spider Man. You can't jump any into of the Cap. big any of the big hero names. You can't just jump in. Yeah, I mean, they have breakpoints, you know, in their story, in their arcs, you know. Yeah. But it's always like every five or six issues, so you got to, you know, and if you, you know, you jump in like, say in May, it's like, what the, what's going on? Right. Right. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, yeah, and but it's interesting that the cinematic audience, I should, is uh, they're like, we don't care, just give us more. Yeah. And uh, I think is you know, imagine in a world where there's. In one year, one year you've got a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie coming out. You've got a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. You've got an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and you've got the new Into the Spider-Verse. Like all four of those well, coming out in one year. Wouldn't that just think, be insane? I don't think we're gonna get another Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because I just I think all of them are too old. You know. I think he'll show up. I think he'll show up again. You think so? I do, and I think Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. He's he looks young for his age. You know what they could do with him is he could play the, the like into the Spider Verse. He could yeah. play that Spider Man. You know the like like the older. I've been doing this for a long time. You know yeah. what? The rumor now. I'm not a big online guy, but the online rumors is that they're tapping what's her name from La La Land, who I've always loved. Oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone, love her. Except for in the, in the but, Andrew Garfield movies, there apparently she's being. There's talks and rumors, and it's probably just rumors, but I could see it happening. They're going to do a Spider-Gwen movie with her. I would love that. Let's see yeah. it. Yeah. Let's see it. Um, and I would – I Because it's, it's not going to be – she was voiced – in the Spider-Verse movie, she was voiced by Haley uh, Steinfeld, who is, you know, Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. So it's not going to be oh, her. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. But I, I – yeah, and she – I can see – she kind of – I can see her pulling that off. The, I, I love her. The only movie I didn't like her in was there was some movie where she was played a Hawaiian gal. Oh yeah. And it was I remember when when Doctor Wife and I watched it because Doctor Wife is from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like confused. We we're like, what do you mean? Because she and she they, she had this whole thing about like yeah you know like that she was native Hawaiian and I, I remember we were like huh. I'm pretty sure you're Irish, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. It was very. It was very. It was one of those like, oh, they whitewashed it. Okay. Um, but uh, that was the only time where. But she was still great in the movie. You know what I mean? That's just not that. necessarily her fault either. She auditioned no. for a role and got it. I mean. Right. It was just like one of those weird things. That was the only time I've never. I didn't like her in something just because sure. it was. Like, no, she's great. She's great. Yeah. In pretty much everything. And I she's would... kind of ageless too. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what she would look like jacked. Because, you know, they'd be like, well, you're in the Marvel movies now, so... Right. We're getting you on that workout regimen. Right, right. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking of Hawkeye, did you watch the Hawkeye series? I didn't I watched it, it all, and I loved every second of it. Especially, especially the last episode when Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin shows up as kind of the I, big bad of the season. And yeah. uh, that put me on a deep dive. So I watched two seasons, the first two seasons of Daredevil. I watched uh-huh. The Defenders, which Iron oh. Fist sucks. That show is great, except for him. He's terrible. 
He's, wow. He's, there it is. He's terrible. Yeah. He's like, he could be like the most powerful character on that show because it'd be like, oh, I don't like this guy. Iron Fist. Punch. Problem done. But like, he just whines the whole time. He gets his ass beat. Hey, let me ask you this. Who buys Iron Fist comics? Nobody. 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 And then, uh, but, you know, you get Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage, who are all awesome. Um, yeah. And then I watched uh, the two seasons of The Punisher, which were okay. great, for the so most you, part. For yeah. the most part. Well, we, we've already dissected season two. We don't need to, to uh, rehash that. It's season one I, that, I, that I have the biggest problem with. But uh, True, true. Yeah, they both, both seasons had their issues. Every, and, you know, overall, it's great. And um, I really want Bernthal to show up. And I think he will at some point in the in the next. I've heard that he might show up in the Armor Wars uh, series. That's got Don Cheadle uh, as Rhodey, essentially the Iron Man armor. Everybody oh. gets their hands on, and he's got to go track it all down. And the kind of the rumor is that like he'll be in like a Punisher War Machine Iron Man suit, just like they, destroying didn't, people. Didn't they do a Punisher? They did a comic Iron- like that. Yeah, yeah. Where he had a suit. Yeah, we're. Uh, yeah, I forget. I don't even remember. Yeah, I just he, remember the art was good. He stole a he stole an Iron Man suit. Yeah, which yeah. would be pretty fucking cool. Um, and then and now uh, and now I'm watching season three of Daredevil. So I just kind of been going through the Netflix, Damn. Marvel, uh, just kind of binge, bingeness lately. You know, just trying to you know. And what's funny is like ever since Hawkeye and then Spider Man No Way Home because Charlie Cox's Daredevil shows up in it for a scene yeah all of those shows are now like trending on netflix again oh yeah they know so, what they're doing yeah they know yeah people love the 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 connectivity yeah. of uh all the films and the tv shows and you know and then you got the, what the she hulk tv show that's coming out which i'm very curious about that should be really cool i've yeah. always liked the hulks so yeah what's interesting so let me ask you a question though on sure so if you could pick would you rather have and I and I think I know the answer. I think I know the answer that you're going to give for this question. <laughs> but let's say, you know, they were going to go. They were going to go one way or the other. They were going to say we're only going to do movies, or we're only going to do these streaming shows. But we're going to keep all the main characters, have all the same like production value, all that stuff. Would yeah. you rather have like you know six to eight episode shows, or or long movies? I think what they're doing is right now is actually working best because I don't know. I, I I'm think saying for you as a consumer, as a consumer, I actually would like if I had the time to like because basically for me, my biggest thing is just uh, same with as always is just time. Yeah. Um, I've I've just lost so much time this last two years from the pandemic that I'm making up time trying to finish projects and then get new projects going. And I'm very motivated right now. So it's like um, I haven't even renewed our Disney subscription. So, like, I watched the first episode of Hawkeye. Loved it. Yeah. And then pretty much haven't seen the rest of it. And then it timed out, and I just um, I haven't even renewed it because it's like I probably won't get to it for, like, six months, honestly. Like, right, I'll get right. I'll get to it by having you fill me, fill me in on right, what happened. Right, right. You know? Uh, <laughs> But I think if I had the time and stuff, I love – I think what they're doing is great because it's very similar to the comics, you know? Yeah. Like You have the big events and then mm-hmm. 
See, I would like that, right? If you like, they each have their, they kind of have their shows, right? Where they get to flesh out the character or, and then they bring them together for the big events. Yeah. Or even with like certain characters are so big, they don't need a TV show. Like, Correct. If, when Steve Rogers comes back, whoever's playing him or if it's Chris Evans comes back, whatever they do. He doesn't need a show. No, because he's like kind of like the super. He's like the su- like Marvel Superman, and yeah. I don't mean as in a super. I just mean in like status quo. Yeah, like he's like their main guy, like their one of their big main guys. So he needs his own TV show or his own movie. Same with like Wolverine's another one. Like at this point, like he needs a movie. Spider Man too. Like Spider Man's yeah. so big that like it would be great if they did a TV show, but I'd rather have him just kind of like pop in for a TV show. Like whatever he does has the big, the real big heavy hitters. It has to have this like sense of grandeur. Like right. this is I an agree. event. Like their story arc is an event. We're like, yeah, bring in side characters because they're the interesting. Level. They're fun. In the street level heroes, right? Like, yeah, because you know? it's, you can do stuff like without, a punisher. Like, he doesn't need a he's, billion dollar budget. He's better served as a lower budget, yeah, you know, ten episode show. Honestly, know. like, even though I know Batman is better, like he's always going to be a movie guy. Batman's kind of in that where, like, I think that you could do a better Batman miniseries. I totally agree with you. Than totally you could agree a movie, you. and I don't mean like cheesy TV show like they've kind of been doing on like the what is it? You was it CW? CW? Like yeah, I hate yeah. that shit. But I mean like. An HBO miniseries, or um, or like Netflix did with Daredevil, I think that would be people would really resonate with that and really like it because also, like you said, it's like street level. When you throw Batman in with like the Superman and Wonder sure. Woman and stuff like that, then it starts kind of I don't know. That's when I lose interest because it just I, again like that whole you know with me it's all about like the uh, the physics of the 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 st- the world you're building. And all of a sudden, throwing Batman in there, it's like, how can Batman fight fucking Doomsday? Like Superman, like flew the speed of light and barely and bounced off of him. And then Batman's like, I've got a gun! Boom, 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 boom! Run! And you're like, how? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What? I would, you know what? It plus, I think that that would really work, especially as you introduce. Be, well, it would allow you to introduce like the Bat family, right? It would allow yeah. you to like bring in, and you could you could really do compelling arcs with like dick grayson right girl yeah Um, you could do the jason todd arc over a season versus here's a two-hour movie and then by the end he's red hood you know yeah because they have to they rush it too much where you would get six what like one hour episodes essentially and i think it would i just i think you could better you could better tell batman's story and make it more of like a a, a noir, like a crime, an action crime, yeah. you know, gothic series, yeah. and I think it would be really interesting. But they're not going to do it because um, they instead they're going to they're going to do the CW stuff, and then they're going to do the big movies. Like I'm sorry, but I, this new Batman movie that's coming out, I think elements of it will look cool, but I think overall it's going to be kind of a bit of a fart, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm. Again, it's. It's given me the 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 Christopher Nolan vibes, right? Where ooh, people are going to be raging at that. I, I don't care. Everyone who knows me, I'm not the biggest fans of those movies. Like to me, but it, Batman, I, you have to admit, you have to admit I'm to not, Christopher Nolan, it did elevate it that Batman could be a serious movie again, though. Agreed. I'm yeah. not saying that they're bad. I'm saying they're not for me. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like sure. to me, in those movies, Batman and Bruce—they're the least interesting characters in that entire in those entire movies, right? 
and sure. I'm getting that same vibe now, from, could I, from, could I argue? The, from the new one. Could that always been Batman, though? It seemed like his villains were always more interesting than him because he was just... No, not necessarily. You knew what he was going to do. He's predictable. I, He's always I like, don't think, I'm rich. Uh, like I watched the you know the '89 Batman movie, and I don't think the Joker is more interesting than Bruce Wayne. That's true. That's a good you point. '89 um, movie is also like the bar. Let's be sure, honest. Sure, sure. And again, folks, these are my opinions, and uh, if you don't agree with them, uh, I understand what it's like to be wrong. But that's just where we're at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and. I'm, wow, I'm getting the same vibes from the Batman, right? You know like, what? I think I think we gotta. You're you're going like I love when we talk these Batman because you go full politician where it's like, listen, it's not your fault that you're an idiot. Yeah, but yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm more interested in Alfred. I'm more interested in Catwoman. I'm more interested in Gordon than I am in Batman. Now, I'm going into this movie with I'm going to give it. 100% fair shot. Like, I hope it's great. Like, I hope it blows my mind. I hope it exceeds my expectations. But, sure. you know, um, at, at the end of the day, it's just another I'm angry all the time. And, yeah. you know, I feel like there's so much more aspects to uh, Batman as a character. Um, I like Batman. I think Batman is interesting as a father um, with the Bat family that they never explore. That I would well, love to see that. They've never. I don't think they've ever had a series that has gone long enough. I mean, unless you call the the Joe Sh- Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah, I mean, but like they never have had a series go long enough where they could actually explore well, those in depth, which you could do in like in an HBO. And they never prioritize it. Like you could introduce. There's no reason why in a Batman movie, right? You could have the first Batman movie. Um, why can't you introduce Dick Grayson? You know, like and have the movie end. Where they're at the uh, Haley Circus, you know, and the movie ends Didn't, with the parents dying. With I can't remember the, the Nolan movies, but they kind of started to explore that. It right? was bullshit like, with at the, <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, whatever his name is. He he and, would make a good Robin, though. Yeah, and then it was like, well, what's your what's your real name? Oh, my real name's Robin. Credits, stupid. <laughs> I'm a cop, and my real name's Robin. No. Yeah. No. 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 It should be like my real name is Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta fight bad guys. Here, Batman, take this line of coke with me. Let's get jerked to kill each other. You know, and and you know what? Meanwhile, you're... meanwhile, Batman's doing like kung fu, and then some MMA dude just beats the fuck out yes. of him in the middle of the alley. Yes. Sorry. It's okay. It's the guy okay. got his ass kicked in the first movie by a psych- psychiatrist, for God's sakes, wearing a spooky mask. He did. He did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that's where I'm at. It's like they never made it a priority. They're sure. always just focused on gritty. I'm gritty, you know? And, yeah, but you. But there's been parts to times where you love that, where you're like, the Ben Affleck Batman is the best, even though it was like probably had the least amount of like depth as a character. He just like... Walked in there like, look at my steroid suit, and then beat and like punch people through walls. I mean, first of all, that fight scene, <laughs> that fight scene is probably the best uh, like Batman fight scene in a movie period. Um, I mean, I don't. It's the most unrealistic Batman fight that's, scene, but sure, that's okay. Not everything. It doesn't need to be grounded. Like it's a fucking superhero. Like I don't need to see a grounded superhero. Like I don't care. 
Like it's a wow. comic book movie. Give me that comic book goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Fired up. You're getting so fired up. <laughs> I'm like back here, like chill and relaxed and no, you're, egg- don't <laughs> no, you're, like don't. you're not egging me on. <laughs> just, just picking like, oh, let's, here, let's, I know. This little, let's, let's give this a little itch. I know it. <laughs> then the bear awakens. That's right. No, <laughs> that's right. Anyways, no, no, those fight scenes were great. They were awesome. But uh, like, ju- I just meant from like a character standpoint. Like, there was from a, zero... from a character standpoint. Like, I like, understood it, but yeah, know... it was like how a, like a middle like how a kid would write Batman. Though it was like, yeah, he's angry and he just beats the fuck out of people. I don't necessarily think money. that. I think that they <laughs> there there wasn't you know it it was only like a teased backstory, right? Like. If if you if you're gonna act like that, I could see a version why he would act in that way. But you have to show us how he got there, not just like bits and pieces. Like show us what happened. You know what I mean? Um, Besides his parents dying when he was a kid, which we all know. Which we all know. Point. I don't need to see it on screen again ever. Again. Again. They're, well, get ready because in a few months you're gonna oh, see God. it again. <laughs> I fucking hope not. But you're probably right. Um, anyways. <laughs> I don't even know how we got down the. I love taking you down the bat hole, man. You just like go dig, dig deep, man. Uh, well, you know, I, I, that's just what I do. You do. love them. You love them. And the fans are going to know how much you love them very soon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, hell, you even flashed Layla. Yeah, I did. Check it out. I did. I did. That was awesome. Oh, I can't wait for people to see it. It's I, so I can't wait for people to see it either, but I don't want to show it until it's done. Right. I right, want to be right. done, you know? Um, I don't even know what we were, how we ended up going on the Batman route. Oh, uh, we were just talking about movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but you've been, uh, let me ask you this, because you've been rewatching all the Netflix stuff. Does it hold up? I haven't watched, like, probably that Daredevil show since Part, it first came out. Parts of it, parts of it hold up. Some of it is annoying, but, the, like, the stuff that I thought was annoying... I thought was annoying when I watched it uh, originally, you know, Um, like Karen and Foggy always nagging him about being Daredevil the whole time. Like, why do you have to do it? And when he's like, yeah, no one else was coming. Like in like how many times did he save them? Yeah. Save people in general. Yeah. Yeah. And that 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 stuff bugged me. Um, Some of the like I will say like some of the veteran stuff they did really well. In the Punisher, probably the best of of most shows that you watch. They portrayed sure. it really well, but they also there were some really fucking terrible parts in there that they that Doctor Wife, if she'd watched it, probably would be like ripped the TV off the wall and thrown in the dumpster because she'd be so angry. That like a veteran <laughs> would watch it and would be like, "This is fucking stupid." Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, just some terrible stereotypes that were in there, um, but also some great ones because they had like the old dude with the Vietnam hat on who was like talking about all of his war stories, and then it turned out he it's all bullshit. It was all bullshit because I know plenty of people like that. Well, that's um, a real. I mean, that's a real stereotype, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and then, the- uh, but that part cracked me up because I like I had to text my buddy and I was like, oh, dude, I totally forgot about this fucking guy <laughs> because we used to deal with people like that all the time at work. Oh, um, I bet. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that they hold up really well. You know, my suit, only that's my only thing. The Daredevil suit 
Oh, you didn't like the Daredevil suit? It was fine. It was fine for what it was. Yeah. But it could be better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, out of all the shows, the only thing, my only real gripe with them was um, I didn't watch Defenders because I think you and a few other people were like, don't waste your time. And I was like, done. And then they're so, and same with Iron Fist. People were like, don't waste your time. And I was like, done. I will. Me. However, I do want to. I'll stick up for Iron Fist in one tiny little way. At Colleen, the end, Colleen Wing was awesome. Was, Weren't they going to make her the new Iron Fist? She was the new Iron Fist in the second season. Oh, and she was great. Jessica Hardwick or Henwick as Colleen Wing was amazing. Is amazing. She's a great character. Um, and season two was better than season one. Sure, still wasn't good. Still wasn't good. Oof. Um, but I would say, uh, you know, it was a real struggle. And it, it was. I think it was mostly because I liked the supporting characters so much, and I liked the the guy who played the main character it was the Luke Cage series. And it was mostly just because, um, that first season, uh, something to do with like the fight scenes. Like when he would fight like guys that were on par with him, that were supposed to be tough. Like the guy at the end with the suit. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I just felt so cheesy. Yeah. yeah and like, yeah, it yeah. could have been good. And then season two, I hardly even remember. And I just remember there were certain characters that were great. And then again, there were certain characters that were just... The best parts of season two was Misty Knight and Colleen Wing together doing their Daughters of the Dragon. You know, the two of them teaming up was the best. That was my favorite. I don't even know if I even finished season two now that I think about it. I'd have to go back and look. Season Um, two, he ends up as the new crime boss in that club. That's how season two ends. I, okay, then I probably did finish it. Yeah. I remember, yeah, because that was the thing. They're like, you're not. You, he's almost like becoming like a bad guy, kind of. It's like I become the bad guy so I can control everything that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't either. It was an arc that was supposed to lead somewhere in season three, but the deal with Disney soured, and they said no, and they just yeah. canceled all of them. I, th- I think they knew that the show was, go- you know, it was it was going to be done after that anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that show could have been good, but it got a little cheesy. Iron Fist could have been good, but... Honestly, I think out of all of them, the one that I thought was the best was the Daredevil show. Uh, I Jessica that was- Jones. I think the first season of Jessica Jones was the best out of any of them. I, could, I did not finish it. I, I liked a few episodes, but it just it seemed like it kind of took forever... For so it to, um, it's a slow burn, hundred percent a slow burn. Yeah, and I got really bored of like, I get it, I get it. She's angsty. Can we move this thing forward, please? I get it. She's very strong and she's angsty. Well, it wasn't that. <laughs> it like delves out like the the abuse and the manipulation that he did. Right. That was like, I mean, Purple Man, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, th- that cast was so good. Um, the first season was the high bar for that show. The second and third are still good, but. Nothing oh, is well taught. David Tennant I, as as the Purple Man. He was so. I great. didn't even know they did a second and third season. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I've been so like I said, I'm so out of the loop on all that stuff. And then I hear that they're getting ready to launch a bunch more like miniseries on the Disney platform. Yeah, you got Moon Knight, Secret Wars, uh, Armor Secret Wars. Wars, or Secret Invasion. Sorry, Secret Invasion. Oh. Um, wow. you've got, yeah, She-Hulk, uh, 
Echo's got her own show, which they're saying that Charlie Cox's Daredevil is is going to be featured in well, that a ton. Well, he should be. He, yeah. he needs to be. And I think that will probably lead into him getting his own show again, would be my guess. Wow. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see which one of those will be a breakout and they'll end up doing... Because you know that's what they're doing, right? They're waiting to see which one oh, yeah. really, really like blows up, and like the numbers on this are through the roof. Throw them into the next Avengers movie. <laughs> Here's, I'm telling you 100% who it's going to be. It's going to be Daredevil when they bring Charlie Cox back in. Those numbers, like those numbers, are going to skyrocket. I'm telling you, think so? I'm telling you right now. Think it'll be better, hot, higher than Hawkeye? I do. People like Hawkeye a lot. Yeah, I, I I love Hawkeye, but the thing about Daredevil is is that he's already got that built-in fan base from the Netflix I, is show. He, is he a super popular character? I don't really know much about Huge Daredevil. Huge character, yeah, yeah, very very oh. popular. I'll be curious to see what they do with. Moon. I could see Moon Knight really being bad if they're not careful. Yeah, I like. I mean, they got Oscar Isaac playing the character, so that's good. Oh, speaking of more crap to watch. Uh, did you uh, did you watch the new Bubba Fett show? Of course I did. Well, how was that? It was, was fucking that awesome, man. Did it live? <laughs> <laughs> did it live up? Was it because you know, like Mandalorian when that came out, man? That was like that resonated culturally. You saw it all over Instagram, Twitter. I think, it'll be, like, I think Boba Fett will be is, the same because he. I haven't seen much though. Like I haven't seen people like losing their minds over it like they did over Mandalorian. Yeah, I th- well, I think part of the reason is because the Mandalorian came out first. Okay. You know what I mean? Like if they would have done the Boba Fett series first, then probably. Yeah, that would be my guess. And there's no Baby Yoda, and I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's a cultural phenomenon that that yeah. Baby Yoda. It's interesting watching other shows try to pick up and do something similar yeah. with that, and it just doesn't. You can't do it, man. No, people um, just don't give a shit. But yeah, no, Boba <laughs> Fett was great. Like they showed him uh, crawling out of the Sarlacc pit from Return of the Jedi. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So that was really cool. Like it cuts to him being inside the Sarlacc because you know the Did whole it? thing is like you get slowly digested over a thousand years. Um, did it show like Skywalker or whoever it was actually knocking it was him into Sky- the pit? It was Luke who put him in. Yeah, but no, they did not. Oh, did Skywalker show up at all? Not yet. Oh, oh is it still going? It was just one episode. Yeah, it was just the first episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought they released like here's all six episodes. No, big. no, no. It was, they're doing weekly, one at a time. These fuckers. They're going. You notice what they 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 got us to. To pay into all these streaming platforms so because they give binge. us the whole season, and now they're going back to the old school. Like, well, see you back, same bat times, yeah. same bat channel. Yeah, like what? What's happening here? And it's now assholes. we're paying like extra money. Yeah. Like, what's going on? That's exactly why on? they do it. Um, it's a cabal. It's a cabal. There's the conspiracy theory right there. It is. Um, no, it was great, man. I I, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was great. Nice yeah. to see that character back on the screen again. Um, it was, uh, you know, they're short. That's my only, like, you know, it was only a little more than a half hour long. So, um, I hate that if you're going to do a weekly release or only have six episodes, like they got to be longer than 35 minutes. 
Um, oh, wasn't Mandalorian at least an hour? No, they fluctuated. Some of them were like 45. Some of them were 50. Some of them were 30. You know, you so know what, though? I like that. kind of do the same thing. I kind of like that, that they're not being limited to time. Cause like, I like that they, you, you know, they tell the story as it needs to be told, and then that's yeah. it. I, I respect it, but like the fan in me is like, you oh. fuckers, you know? Um, well, that's just because you've been uh, formatted through the first 20 years of your life to, uh, you know, scheduled TV. Yeah. You know, scheduled network television. Correct. Where now it's like, it's, it's a new... You know, just I it's know a new it. like it's a new year, it's it's a new world, man, and they can do whatever they want. Yep, they can, and I'll still watch. But no, it was great, man. It was it was it was really good. Um, they set up a nice little mystery, you know, kind of uh, kind of thing at the end, which I liked. Okay. Um, obviously, we'll be watching every week <laughs> when it comes out. Yeah. So let me ask you this, okay? Okay, because. I, I want to shift gears. We're talking a lot of like what came out yeah, especially yeah, yeah. this last month, like 2021. I want to shift gears. What's coming out in the future, like in this 2022 that you're looking forward to the most? Oh, that's pop, easy, man. Pop culturally. That's that's easy. The Flash. You know, I did hear, I read something this morning, actually. I was drinking my morning coffee about The Flash. They're saying that they're going to use Flashpoint or whatever it's called. Yeah. To basically uh, make it so almost like, like it's everything that's happened in their cinematic universe. It's not gone, but it makes they're going to make it so that they can start over fresh. That makes sense. So, yeah, like if, it's almost. I mean, if they're not going to continue forward with the stories, uh, they yeah. need they need to do that. I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. Like. Um, it's almost like what Dis- or Marvel did, not Marvel, but DC did with their 52. You know, they started all these series. And they a couple sw- of them yeah. went really well, like Swamp Thing and I think Wonder Woman. They continued them as long as they could. And then they were like, well, they're done. And then they started all over, everything yeah. all over from one yeah. again. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Um, I think, uh, again, you know, if you are not, if you don't want to continue to use um, the actors. I- and we need Henry Cavill as Superman. Who's, who, who's that's better? Who we need. We do need like that's something that I would really like to see. I'd really like to see Henry Cavill come back at some point. And like the thing is, is that he wants to come back. He wants to come back, and he's like, I want to well, make you know a Superman movie that shows Superman how he should be. Like he said that multiple times. You know. Yeah, but you know, you know. Athletes also say they want to play for a certain team, right? But then, what does it come down to? Well, it comes down to money, and it comes down yeah. to time. And yeah. you know, where you've got, you know, um, but as the studio, if they don't want to bring them back, or like you get uh, guys like Affleck who who said like, I'm not going to be doing, I don't really want to do IP movies anymore. Um, I don't blame it. Affleck is like fifty, and he's also like the most credible writer actor that they've had in yeah. any of those movies. I don't blame like him. he won an Academy, like he got he, he like. His movies have won Academy Awards like before he did that. Like, yeah, I mean, he probably did it for his kids. Honestly, just so he his did kids do have it for his kids. Yeah, like as a creator, like f- him doing those movies. I'm not, not, not that it's terrible, but I, I imagine it's probably like, <sighs> yeah, okay. It's, what are we doing it's, today? It's one of those things <laughs> where like you do it for your kids, and like if you if you're not loving it, if you're not loving doing it, then it's not worth it. 
Yeah, Whereas he's probably he's probably like got like a twenty four like films being pitched right now that you yeah. know are going to be like Oscar contenders well, and plus shit he, like you know, art house he, films. He, he you went know, on a big thing about how like he's he's happy that movies are kind of going in the direction that they're going because they were t- he was talking about uh, the movie he did with uh, Ridley Scott. What was that? The Last Duel that like bombed oh. in the box office. Yeah, um, I heard it was good though. He, well, that's because th- that's what he's saying. It's like you know now in the with COVID and now in the streaming age, like I can make the movies that I want to make. Yeah, and like people might not want to go see them in the theater, but they're going to do really well streaming. Yeah, you know, and that's I'm okay Is with it, that. Isn't it weird? It's almost like the TV movie now has surpassed the cinema, the theater in, movie in a in way. The in right? A way, I mean, the theater, yeah, in a weird way, people go. You know, I. If I had a choice between like if I'm gonna watch like a more an art art house or more uh you know, not a big action blockbuster, like sure. I'd rather watch it at home where I can pause it, you know. It's the big action blockbusters with like the great effects, the great sound, everything like that. That's what I wanna go see in the theater, you know what I mean? Sure. Um yeah. so that makes sense to me, you know. And in the flash, if that's what they do, I've I've got if it makes Wonder Woman eighty four never happen, I'm okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> but darn. Ah. The, the interesting thing is is that, you know, we obviously know all know I'm excited for Keaton to be back. That's the big thing that I'm excited about. <laughs> but, yeah. But very also excited. they're making a they're making a Batgirl movie for HBO Max and mm-hmm. uh they're they're bringing in uh JK Simmons as Jim Gordon. Who was Jim Gordon for Ben Affleck's Batman in the Justice League movie? Right. Um, well, let's. You can put Jim J.K. Simmons in anything, and no, it's gonna be. He'll be awesome. Even I agree. If sucks. But they cast Michael Keaton's coming back for that to play Bruce Wayne again in the Batgirl movie. Oh, interesting. So, I bet I'm, he'd be great as just Bruce Wayne. So I'm. You know, it's that's that was kind of one of the rumors. One of the rumors yeah. that they were saying about Keaton was that. He's not going to be Batman. Like he'll, you'll see him as Batman in the Flash movie, but like moving forward, he's going to be more of like that Nick Fury type character, uh, as he should be. Which I think would be great. You know? Oh, that, wait, wait, wait. They're doing a Batgirl. You said Batgirl, Batwoman movie. Batgirl. Batgirl. Barbara Gordon. Yeah. What if they take a little bit of a Batman Beyond approach with Batgirl? Yes. Oh, I'd be a hundred percent in. How fucking rad would that, that would be? be? And it would make so much sense to having Michael Keaton be just like he's really just playing Bruce Wayne, like in mm-hmm. Batman Beyond. Oh man, that'd be fucking rad. Yeah. So that's coming out next year too. But so those are, uh, you know, pop culture movie wise. I'm any I'm, comics you're looking forward to coming out? Ooh, for next year. I yeah, don't know. Two, or for 2022, we're in the year now. It's shit. It's, you're right for this year. There's there's one I'm looking forward to. Operation Blue. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's Ooh. all that matters. That's all. That's the only comic that counts. Yeah, I'm a little behind the curve right now, but yeah, uh, we'll get there. Um, I'm almost. I'm I'm almost back on track. Nice. My sister, fucking derailed yeah. the train because she's just a fucking monster. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Ugh. Ugh. Thanks. I will say, I'm I'm I think it's kind of neat that uh, <laughs> that that Eastman Kevin Eastman is going to be doing an Electra story, and yeah, you know I think <laughs> yeah it'll be great. No, I th- be awesome. <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm just messing with Brian, <laughs> making fun of uh, his Batman uh, obsession. Oh, fuck you. Uh, no, I think it's cool just from the fact that like the turtles are like 
it's like a parody of Daredevil. It was a parody of, of Frank Miller's Daredevil run. Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen, their their Daredevil run in like the seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm. So for him to be able to play in that world, where you know, I think that's cool. Has he ever done stuff like? Has he ever like full on drawn a comic for Marvel before? I don't think he has. Not that I'm aware huh. of. So I think it'll be it's so it's going to be like Electra, uh, uh, black, white, and red. So kind of like uh, you know those. Oh. Uh, uh, ensemble stories or like the collections that they're doing they're doing them for you know a lot of yeah you got like batman days. black and white superman red and blue wonder woman white and gold you know where it just gets they're, they just did a deadpool one uh daniel warren johnson had a story yeah just saw it at the so shop. he's gonna it's be doing cool. something like that in there um which deadpool i think is cool man black and white and blood that's cool but eh, yeah you know I, I just I just think that's neat, you know, to be able to to be able to yeah. do that after, you know, your most successful thing was something that like you got from, yeah, that that series. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So I'm happy for him. I'll be curious to see how that looks when it comes out. I wonder who he's going to be collaborating with on it. If he's writing it or doing everything himself. It just or? says it just says him. So in the in the wow. article that I read, so it sounds like he's doing everything. Oh my god! So he's probably been working on that. For a Heart. while, yeah, yeah. I know he's been doing a lot of stuff with. Um, well, I, I don't know if I can say or not. Sure, uh, sorry, right. but I know he's been busy with some other creators. So I'd be curious, like former editors who've started their own companies and stuff. So I wonder if. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Attached, I know who you're talking about. If they're if they're working together, I don't want to. I don't want to say names because I don't want to like create any kind of like speculation or anything without actually knowing anything. Sure. Or what, you know. Sure. I'd just be curious to see if those people are involved just because, you know, he works so much with them. Yeah. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I'll look forward to that. Yeah. What about you? Uh, what are you looking forward to this year, pop culture-wise? God, I don't – You know, I'm like I said, I feel like I've really – either I'm just having a giant blank. Yeah. Um, I th- I've been so fixated on the stuff that I have to do, um, like – getting the next couple issues of first American done, yeah. you know, just get that book done because it's a lot of work and we have th- what, two, three more chapters. Mm-hmm. And I want to try and get th- through those this year. Um, getting Narpig off the ground with, you know, our project. Yep. Um, and then also some of the shorts. And then I've got some meetings this month actually for some stuff. Uh, one of them is concerning Cretaceous. Yes. And if that could be, we'll see. Uh, I don't, sure. I, I, I don't want to speculate, but you know, if it's what I'm hoping that we can accomplish in it, if e- even if it's 50% of what I'm hoping I can accomplish in the meeting, uh, it'll be, it'll be great, but it's going to be one of those where it's like, I'm not going to have time to worry about like what's happening in the captain America. I'm going to be, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to be, the heart and soul of our pop culture connection. Cause I've, what have you been enough. up to dad? Uh, I've been reading about plants in, uh, in Alberta, Canada, 67 million years ago. And that's, that's what's been up this month. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of deep dive. Yeah. Cause I, we want to take it. I really want to take it to another level. I want to do something that hasn't ever been done before. Yeah. And it just means I'm really going to have to, you know, you know, when you like, there's something you have to do 
or you're and once the trigger gets pulled like you're going you're doing it and you know how much work it's going to be to pull it off in the right way mm-hmm. so i'm kind of it like prepping myself for that where it's like okay and then plus i've got all the other stuff that just like paying the bills type thing right right uh, so yeah it's one of those where i'm like okay all right we, we got to dig deep. We got to make up for the, the last two years of fucking COVID hell. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of where, where I'm at. So I'm not really um, – there was a couple – there is a movie. It's called The Northman. Oh, yeah. I sent you the trailer for yeah, it. Yeah, that looked amazing. It. That's probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most. I don't know why, but there's just something about it where I was like – this looks awesome. Um, it's by the same guy who did uh, the Lighthouse, with right? Right. Our, you know, with Bat, our new Batman, mm-hmm. uh, and he also did the movie, uh, the Netflix movie. Uh, I believe it's called The Witch, which uh, I haven't actually seen, but everyone tells me to watch it. That it's really good. Mm-hmm. The Lighthouse was re- was such a great movie. Uh, I can't, so I can't wait to see whatever. And it's got Skarsgård. Um, Alexander Skarsgård, which, you know, some of the projects he's on are great. Some of them are are not so great. Yeah. But it, it, whatever he's in, he always, I think, does a very good. He always delivers. He he's Agreed. always. Yeah. So, I'm I'm kind of excited for that. I, I think that'll that looks be, really cool. Yeah. When it comes to movies, comic wise, I'm not really. I'm sure there's some stuff. Yeah. That, same here. That's coming out. Um, I am excited for you know what's interesting you know I typically don't read a lot of Marvel DC stuff, but I'm really liking the shit DC's doing with their black label. The black label stuff is fucking great, dude. Yeah, they got. I, I purposely am not buying them. I'm waiting to collect to get the collections just because, um, it, it's such it's so competitive at our comic shop up here because it's the only comic shop to yeah. get them all. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna hold off and I'll wait. Like, there's a new Swamp thing. There's that other one. What is it? Uh, something about the house. I think it's a Joe Hill project. Oh yeah. Um, it's like house. I can't remember what it's called, but anyways, uh, Harper was talking about it, mm. and uh, so I want to read that. There was that Catwoman book. Yep, I've got the you, first two issues uh, sitting yeah. right next to me. Yeah, and that's uh, is that what's his name? Who did that? Uh, person who did uh, the guy who did uh, Paper Girls. Yeah. Uh, what's his What's his name? Cliff I'm Chang. Blank. Cliff Chang. Love Cliff Chang. Amazing storyteller. Amazing artist. You got Superman versus Lobo. Um, I, I'm, you know what? I'm weirdly not that fired up for that. Um, but then again, I just have to see the art, and I'd probably be. I just I didn't get to flip through it. The one, the I, one that I that I just picked up from them that I haven't I haven't read it yet. I'm mm-hmm. still behind. I'm still playing catch up. But uh, is the uh, Batman One Dark Knight by Jacques? I was going to ask you because I saw that and I was like, oh, that's got to be I, Jacques. Always got it right a here. very. Yeah, he's he's a very compelling storyteller and does some really style, interesting man. stuff. I love his I love the way that he can like set a page up, lay out a page, you know what I mean? Yeah, his stuff's really interesting. Uh when he was back when Vertigo was still around, he did this great series that uh Doctor Wife was a fan of called Faker. Um and I think that was probably the last comic series she actually read before she was like, All right, I'm I don't have time for sure. your frivolous yep. Frivolous the other one, childish Black books. Label one, is uh, Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons, and that's uh, – I haven't read it yet, but everything that I've been hearing about it is just that it's fantastic, and that's Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Jimenez. Yeah, the 
the, the art on it looked great. And I was, again, I was looking at that. Like, I love the cover work because that's done by, um, I think, Oliver Copel did one of the covers. Yeah. And, uh, and I love his work. So I was like, okay, well, if this is anything, you know, assi- I mean, obviously, you know, you can't buy a book by its cover, but we do because it's comics. So I was kind of like, well, if it's anything like this, it's going to be awesome. But, uh, yeah, the Black Label, it's just – I love that it's also – they're going back old school. They're going magazine size with yes. it, which is very – I love the magazine. Well, so, not all of them are. So some of them are. Some of them have not been. But, yeah. I like the ones that they are going magazine yeah. size with. I don't I, know why. I need to pick up that Swamp Thing it. one, man. That's sitting at my shop right now. I got to go get it. Yeah, they had they had it. I almost bought it. And I was like, God, do I buy these? You know, because they're, they're very – they're very nice sleep. They're very nice published books. Yeah, they look great, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I like. I think that that it kind of goes against everything they say it, you should do in comics from a publishing standpoint. Mm-hmm. But it's working, and I think it's be, it's one of those things where like I've had that argument with people where they're like, oh, it matters who the you know, it doesn't matter how good the art or the story is. It matters about the marketing. And I, my whole thing has always been like bullshit. It matters. You get the best writers and the best artists. And then you actually publish it in a very like, in an awesome looking package. It doesn't matter what the price tag on it is. Yep. People are going to buy it Agreed. because people want to read the best shit Agreed. possible. And I think the black label proves that. Yeah. Because too many times I hate you know me I hate the whole like, oh this artist has or this writer has twenty thousand million followers on Instagram. They're the number one creator like artist on the planet. And then you read the stuff and you're like. Yeah, but the storytelling sucks. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't care how, you know, like, yeah, but, but look how good they are at marketing. That's great. Uh, I, I, their product isn't that great. So, like, this is their, their work doesn't actually, like, resonate with, like, the public. They resonate, which is good for them. But, yeah. Um, I, I, so I like that. I, I like that. Uh, I like being able to invest well, in the actual art. And, the and I also think that you know, there's a difference between drawing awesome covers and awesome pinups versus telling the story. Yeah, yeah, de- uh, definitely. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of want to check out that. I mean, not that I have any knowledge or. <laughs> you know, sure, sure. You know. No, but, but I mean. The stories that seem like are getting made into movies, they're made in – or at least bad iterations of the st- of comic stories that get made into movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's – they're always based because those – you know, like if The Weapon X or something, you know, by Barry Windsor Smith. I mean like – dude, like if you if you haven't read that and you like Wolverine, oh. like you're missing out so much oh. because it's like – it is the ground floor from which everything about Wolverine is based off of, essentially. Yep. You know, yep. um, I'm phenomenal. sure there's some stuff people would agree. Whoa, Wolverine was in the X Men way before that. Like, yeah, but the thing that made Wolverine like really his story arc really interesting was that Agreed. Weapon X uh, series. You know, I mean, obviously the Weapon X series went on and went on and went on and was got really weird and wasn't that great. But that Barry Windsor Smith run run was fucking yeah, like, it was the best. It was it, yeah, it was the best. It was new ground. It's the thing that like they they're still hinting at. You still see fan art today, thirty yep. some years later. Um, but uh, okay, I did put together a little list because it is two thousand twenty two. Okay. Um, and. Uh, I wanted. I'm calling it the top comic crap 
of 2021. And it's okay. not that the comics were crap. It was that 2021 was crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my first one is, what was your best – what was the best, the most enjoyable thing that you took in slash your number one pick of the year? It can be a comic. It can be a figure. It can be a movie. It can be a video game. Mm. Um, just overall Ooh. pop culture. We are a comic book podcast, Bri. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. But what was your top thing where you were like, fuck, this is why I get up. This is why we make the podcast. This is why I go to the comic shop once a week. Yeah. Uh, like what embodied all of that for you? What was like the number one, like if the number one thing you got this year? Okay. Okay. This is a tough one because I. This is a really tough one. It is. but I'm, I'm essentially asking you to boil down your entire pop culture love of 2021 into one embodiment, like physical thing. And the tangibility is definitely, uh, okay. flexible, you know, like, yeah, yeah, cause yeah. movies aren't tangible, but you know, you're still, you're taking in a lot of info. So what, what would it be? I want to say operation blue, but, Ooh, I like that. It, it, and, and I, and I think that, so it, it, it's going to be two for me. One, it's going to be Operation Blue because that's something that like we made. Why? Yeah, because it's something that we made. You know, that's the it, first time you've ever made something right like that. And yeah, you know, and it's something that I never saw myself ever doing. And uh, I, you know, I think it's pretty good. You know, um, and I'm proud yeah. of it, and I can't wait for people to see it. You know, but I feel yeah. like. Uh, you know, that's, you know, the concept concept started, I think, 2020, end of 2020, and then we ramped it up 2021, right? We, so We actually, like, wrote it in 21 and then started art in 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, but if I had to, but that's, to me, that's not, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's, like, a physical thing yet, you know? Um, so if I had to boil it down to a physical thing, I mean, it, that's, it, I would say that's a pretty good, okay. though, like, that kind of embodies the whole reason why we did this podcast, yeah. though, because it's like major. I mean, just look at our listener base. It's all people that are either creators or aspiring creators for yeah. the most part, right? Or they enjoy the creative process. And so your number one pick is like, I got to jump the table yeah. and finally get into the shoes of like writing a 60 page comic. Yeah. And then get to be like, in the like in the hot seat and watching the production yeah. of those pages in you know the early stages. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I mean, that has to be it. You know. Wow. Yeah. Damn, that's pretty good. Now I feel bad for my number one pick. Why? Well, what's your number one pick? Um, you know what? And it sounds kind of cheesy, but I don't know if it's just like the crushing, like kind of. I think you know, twenty one was a lot was dark for a lot of people, yeah. including myself. Yeah. Um, as much as I hate to admit that. Yeah. But uh, you know, for me, it's always one of those where like I'm I always riddled with like the self doubt of like, because eh, like sure. even like I go through stages where like I don't like anything that's coming out, and I go like, eh, I don't really you know like nothing's motivating me, nothing. But I'm gonna say uh, when that. Yeah, go full circle, even though it's a real small circle. Uh, when Barry Windsor Smith's monster drop, monsters, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I read that it was very much like, oh, this, you know, this guy's in his 80s. 
he this was like a labor of love and you can tell and it was one of those like it to me it was the perfect example of what a comic book should be or what a comic is and it reminded me of all the reasons why i jumped into this industry yeah. at, when i was what Oh, 22, 23, when I was like, no, I'm dropping out of college and I'm going to be a comic book artist. I'm going to comic book school. And then all I'm going to do is everything, every side hustle, everything is going to be geared towards being a comic artist. And uh, that book, reading it really, I don't know. It was, it was nice to actually read something like, because I don't have that experience with many comics. You know what I mean? It's very rare. But I don't know if it's just the old – you could see the application of like the old school tools yeah. um, or just like it was the story itself. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it was about it, but for me, that was a big, that was a big thing. And I, I remember when it came out, I was really hard getting people motivated about it because I'd tell people and be like, when was the last time that guy did something? You right, know? right, right, right. I got that from a few folks, and I was like, dude, we're talking about Barry Windsor Smith. Like this guy's got catalog work behind him that's yeah. like – amazing and just because you haven't read it doesn't mean that it's not good right right uh, or that you forgot it because it was most of it came out before you were born or even able to read uh you know so i was one of those like it was nice seeing i love it when like old guys older dudes come out yeah and they're like, hell yeah and they knock they could they show you like no this is how you fucking do it kids right you know i love that because like you mic know, drop I, yeah yeah, exactly. We're like, oh yeah, that's why he's a fucking legend. And I love the fact that like you go around to all the top ten lists online, and it's at the very top of everybody's list. Like, oh yeah, there's a reason. Uh, it's fucking gorgeous. It's a great, so good. Yeah, it's just it's well written. It's well crafted. The storytelling it gets into like it goes super meta mm-hmm. and like an existential way that like it's picky hinting at things that like I think even like a lot of comic writers don't ha- just. They're unaware of just because of their age, their perspective sure. in life. You know, um, yeah, you're watching a, a true master at work. He's applying all of his tools. Right. Um, that would probably be my number one. Yeah. I, I, you know, like as as exciting as it was, to, as it is to do like Operation Blue and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, I, I, that's what I do. That's most what you of the do. Time. Yeah. No, yeah. It's different. So it's like, oh yeah. Just, well, it was either for me, it was either Operation Blue or that Keaton figure I got from Rose City or from Emerald City. So. <laughs> I was like, that's what I thought you were gonna pick the Hot Toys. That was close. Okay. Okay. Well, that, so I'd say both pretty good. Those are yeah, yeah. those are pretty good. Okay. So let me ask you this: What was the weirdest slash most different thing? That you took in or experienced pop culturally, you know, comic book wise, this year. Everybody does like the worst. I want to go the weirdest. Which is the most bizarre thing you like read or saw or uh, news that came out? Anything? Or just the weirdest movie you watched? You're like, that was fucking cool. What was it? I think it was. uh, For me, oh, I got for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this would be uh, uh, Sloan's book. That she did. Um, oh, nice. Raven Eye? Yeah, Raven Eye. Raven Eye. Yeah. Yeah. That had to be it because for me, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a horror guy, right? Right. Right. I'm, I'm, that is a book that I would not typically read. Okay. You know, like if I was, if, like, if I, if I was on the, if I was at the comic shop and I saw that, it it might not be it wouldn't be something that necessarily I would pick up and be like okay I'm gonna buy this I'm gonna you know I'm gonna bring this home and I'm gonna read it you know yeah. 
and it's one of those instances where I'm, you know, I'm so glad that TKO gave us the opportunity to, to read that book because I loved it so much. And, um, and that was part of the reason it was because it was weird and it was different and it was so out of my wheelhouse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's uh that's a good pick. What about you? Uh, I'm going to say I think the weirdest thing that I took in um is probably and I I, I it's a toss up because I just got I just read that that Grass of Parnassus. Yeah. by by Stuart and Catherine Eminen. Yeah, yeah. And I really like I, I I really I love the design, I love the art, but the story is so strange. Like I don't know where it's going. Like it's very hard for me to connect with the story. But like overall, like for what it is, like it was an Instagram comic, right? Mm-hmm. And it's as an Instagram, I it, it probably worked amazingly because each panel is so unique and well-crafted and everything about it just works on such a great level. Um, and then in the book format, the way they designed it, like I, I've always thought about doing something like that. Like I, mm-hmm, you know, like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'd be interested to do a social, a very social media media specific story thing. Yeah. And then, but it was like, how would you even like take that into print? Right. Cause that's what we do. You know, we all, we want to put in print. So like seeing them do it and do it successfully. And it's interesting cause I've gone back and looked at it online and I'm like, it works. It's interesting how it almost works better, I think, through an Instagram format where, because those the way the panels are formatted, like it's almost like reading them panel after panel after panel. Yeah. It's it, it just it's not that it's bad storytelling. It's just it doesn't have the same kind of flow as it does when you read it on Instagram where you're flow, you're flowing through it like you're reading somebody's posts. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. and uh, for me. I, I loved the whole entire project, but I was just really blown away about like, holy shit, I'm actually enjoying this. I hate scrolling through Instagram. I hate scrolling through Twitter. I find it just – I just always feel like I'm wasting time. But yeah. it was one of the few times where I was like, holy shit, there's like a – I feel like there's finally a purpose to actually scroll through a fucking feed. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And to see that done in like a comic book form it was just so unique. Like it was familiar but unique. And so like I would say that was probably my weirdest um, yeah. experience. And then the other one would just be, well, we, I mean, uh, we'll probably I'll, I'll have to cover it next week. But, okay. Um, it, was, it was that pop-up book that I got. Oh, in. yeah. So, you know, I know they're both like things that I purchased right at the end of the year here. But like uh, those definitely were two of the things. That I'd just never seen anybody do something like that and do it successfully. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or at least to that level, and they both worked on such a high level. But I, yeah, I'm gonna have to say, uh, yeah, Grass of Parnassus was just uh, uh, it was just some next level shit. And I'm almost like sad that that publishing house is now closed down. They're not doing any more books. Sure. Like, yeah, I'll be, I'm. I don't know what they're going to do with their catalog. If someone else is going to pick it up or not, but I don't know. We'll have to see. So I, I'm writing these down. Okay. Uh, because. Uh, well, we have to. I gotta have some show notes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So my last one. The last one hit me with it. This is the last one. Keeping it short. You know, we're, I mean, this is the Blue Tiger podcast. Yeah. And we're all about we're all about that motherfucking hunt. That's right. What, that's what tigers do. That's right. That's what tigers do. They hunt. They destroy. But sometimes, as much as tigers don't like to admit it, the the. the 
the hunt is a failure. Yeah. yeah. So I want to know, what was your Moby Dick of 2021? Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. I don't know if I have one. There's got to be something out there. There's got to be a book that you were like, I'm going to get this. And then the shop didn't have it or it was sold out online or something. Because, I mean, everything was sold out online this year, it seemed like. Yeah. Okay. Because I think for the longest time, my Moby Dick was that Keaton hot toy, you know, and I got my hands on it, you know. You got your hands on it. Yeah, Um, you did. (laughs) You should have seen him just touching the chest plate. Look, it's, it's like real rubber. I mean, <gasps> I, I recall you touching it as well. <laughs> I mean, we were all touching it. Yeah. Um, as far as as far as books go, yeah, I think I have been. You talked about Pluto so much. Yeah. And uh, you know, there was a, there was a time I haven't checked lately, but uh, my shop still doesn't have it. Um, and at, for, at, for a while, they weren't even able to reorder it because it's been sold out everywhere. There was a point where it wasn't even on Amazon. Um, That's crazy. And I, I haven't looked lately for it to see if it's there. It might be there now, but uh, for 2021, I've been wanting to get my hands. I wanted to get my hands on that this last year, and I never did. Yeah. 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 What about you? Interesting. Well, mine's, I could get it, but I wanted to get it. Like at one of these conventions or something. You know what it is. It's I actually, do know it's, exactly what it is. It's that fucking, that goddamn, I think it was the Toy Biz. Wolverine. Back when, Wolverine, back when they were, it was like the very, one of the first, like when Toy Biz in the early, I was like 91, they announced, they started doing all the Marvel run. And I got the Captain America. I found that yeah. down in Cincinnati. Got it for like 10 bucks. And I was like, okay, in Seattle, I should definitely be able to find. I was so mad because I thought I found it for you too, and it wasn't the right one. Yeah, you, that one was like the 87 yeah. Secret Wars, uh, mm-hmm. but it was close. We got close. Um, but yeah, and I found it online. I could buy it for like 25, 30 bucks, but I was like, you know, I like the idea of going to a shop and seeing it because a lot of those shops or vendors carry a lot of that old stuff. Yeah. And I saw a ton of from that yeah. era. Yeah, yeah. And it just um, nobody had that one. And when I would mention it to folks, they'd be like, oh, yeah. They know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and if if because you know if listeners don't know what I'm talking about back in like '91, I remember um, at the Sears catalog they fir- that's when they first came out with like this line of like X Men toys, right? Yeah, and uh, you know like they had like and I remember I got that there was the Colossus and there was the Magneto that you could stick the magnets to. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also the Storm with the light up. She had a little light thunderbolt on her chest that lit up. And uh, there's a Nightcrawler that had suction cups, but there was also a Wolverine, and Wolverine had like retractable claws, but you could like they had his arms were it was very you know it's not a like by today's standards it's probably a pretty shitty toy yeah but um you know it was just uh you could hook them up in the forearm so they actually stayed in the arms they just it wasn't just a spring mechanism where the claws were always out you could actually house the claws in his like forearms and then he came with like this like you could wear it as a ring or you could put it on his face but his mask was like a like a like a basically like a little plastic yeah. ring yeah yeah and he came with the samurai sword and it was i think it was like based off like the kind of like chris claremont um wolverine series where he's like in uh with Frank Miller, mm-hmm. um, he's in Japan and he's mm-hmm. 
going to marry, um, I, I can't remember what her name was, yeah. Yeah. Mariko or somebody yeah. like that. Yeah, Just like the so. Silver Samurai. Yep. They did that. They did that movie, The Wolverine. It was loosely based off of that. Very loosely. Very loosely. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just base it off that. It would have been such a better story. It would have been great yeah. if they would have just followed it well, to a T. You know. But no, they had to gum it up with shit. Yep. And um, so that would be my okay. Moby Dick because I I didn't want to just do the whole buy it online shit, um, right? You know, like that's easy, and Amazon gets enough fucking money. Yeah, they do. Uh, but that's that was what I was trying to get. So I don't know. I you know, if people are listening, uh, go to the Substack. I'm gonna do a whole write up on all this stuff so you can see the visuals. And if you really want to, go ahead and uh, you know. Find us these. Find Bry the Pluto series. Or if you have it and you're not reading it, email us. Yeah. Send it to him. Yeah. If you've got the 91 Toy Biz, you know, orange suit Wolverine with the claws and the ring still in the package, and you don't want it anymore, email us. Send it to the whole, your old milkman. That's for right. all the beautiful, beautiful fucking music and inspirations that we give you that is blue tiger revenge that's right, yeah. that's right. i like god the moby dicks of 2021 yep yep may they forever swim in our oceans of want that's right uh, but uh but yeah man i'm trying to think uh oh i do have one thing okay i got one thing and this because we've been starting to go long uh i got one thing so you know 2000 new years yeah, everybody yeah. makes resolutions I've always found New Year's resolutions to be kind of bullshit because sure. it's like it's like going to the gym, right? Like or people's gym resolutions. They go for the first two weeks and then they fall off and they pay that membership for Listen, the rest guys, of the year. If if that's you, keep going. Push through it. Push through it. <laughs> yeah. I I like to say instead of a New Year's resolution, let's make it a New Year's absolution. You're absolutely going to do these things. That's not what absolution means. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what, absolutely. What am I going to for, what am I going to forgive myself for? That's what absolution is. <laughs> okay. I know, but it sounded good. It does sound good. We'll run, sound we'll run with it. We'll run with absolute. it. Absolute. You're absolutely going to do this. Okay. What are you absolutely going to do for 2022? So it's a goal, but it's going to be accomplished. Okay. All right, you ready for this? Oh my god, it's gonna what? It's gonna be crazy. I'm because you're the king of like, oh yeah, I'm getting this thing, and then you're like, yeah, I sold it. <laughs> well, shit That's happens, true. okay. That's true. Um, I am going. I am absolutely gonna write what that snowboarder cop. <laughs> no, you're not. Comic. I don't believe you. I, you heard it here. You're absolutely gonna write this. I'm gonna write it, absolutely. Are you gonna? What are you gonna write it as? I'm gonna write it as a comic. As I'm gonna write comic. it as a short story, a short comic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna hold you to it. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What absolutely. about you? Uh, I am going to finish. I'm gonna finish Taiga, which I've briefly mentioned a few times on mm-hmm. here, but. It's so close to being like done um, from a production standpoint that it needs to be finished this year. And 
and I think I can, if I can have it come out by the end of the year, by 2022, I think it would be really – not only really great, but just really interesting, especially if I can get it with like a big – like with a publisher. Yeah. Big or small, it doesn't matter. I just want to get it out in the world. I just want to get it done um, just because it's so much – it's so foreign in comparison to anything else I've ever done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm sitting on like the first – I'm, the first book's almost done. Uh, you know, I'm sitting, like like I said, it's pretty much at almost at like a halfway point. Um, and just getting through that first book, I think, would be huge. Mm-hmm. And if it does well, then maybe I can get the, you know, maybe I can get the uh, the support to do the second book for 2023. Yeah. Um, I used to get up real early in the morning. And I'd work on it like the first hour of every day. And I haven't been doing that. I've been pretty much feeding the dog when I wake up real early and then going back to bed for like two or three hours. Sure. And so I need to use that time to do that. And so that is my, like, as much as it, it's going to suck, I need to just start doing it again. Do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Tomorrow morning. Then. Tomorrow morning. There it is. Tomorrow morning that starts, you know. There it is. Tomorrow morning. There it is. Yeah. There it is. I yeah. Like it. But that is my absolution. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good when I was thinking about it, but yeah, then when it came out I was like, Oh fuck. Oh well. That's all right. <laughs> That's how most things are, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, uh no, we're getting back on track. So episodes will be coming out weekly. Well, we've been we, we've been putting out an episode a week. We just haven't been releasing them on Mondays. We've been a little day or two short here and there. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we'll be back on track. And oh, uh, did you? We should probably do read. I didn't actually. I haven't read anything over Christmas. Just cause I've been on the go. Yeah. But uh, did you read anything? I know you've been. I did home. read. I did read one thing. One new lay, thing. Lay it on us. All right. So I picked this up at the shop because you know I'm a sucker for any sort of like uh hero when they're old in the dystopian, you know, Dark Knight Returns, yeah. Old Man Logan, Last Bronin, uh, all of those. So this was uh, Buffy the Last Vampire Slayer. Um Oh, I I saw ads for this. How was that? I loved it, man. This was so this was uh written by Casey Gilley, art by Joe Jaro and uh, Joanna Lafuente. Um, I have no idea who any of those people are. Who published this? Boom. Fucking Buffy's over at Boom now? Yeah, Buffy's over at Boom. Has been for a couple years now. Oh, really? I'm sure we covered it, I guess. Yeah, I just, we did. I just, I probably did. forgot. I just always assume it's over at Dark Horse. Yeah. So Who just sold, by the way. Yeah. Didn't a video game company out of, like, Sweden or something buy them? That's crazy. I have no idea. But yeah, anyways. Sounds about right. But yeah, so this is really good. So this was about Buffy in her she looks like she's I think she's in her like fifties or sixties and uh like essentially there's no sun anymore or like the okay. sun is like blacked out. Um so like there's no daytime. Oh, so vampires are just running rampant. Well well here's the thing. There was a treaty uh between humans and non humans. So something something in the past happened where all of the slayers except for Buffy are dead. Um, okay. And so she's the last one, right? And then there's like a treaty to where she can't kill vampires and they vampires and humans coexist. Um, oh. And she thinks it's a crock of shit, you know, obviously. So it's like it's like Buffy dropped into True Blood. Kind of. First season. First season. I don't know. I've never seen it, but uh, – 
Oh, you should watch it. Yeah. I think I think the 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 queen of beards might enjoy it more than you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's got you know Buffy is known for like great quippy dialogue, which it has that. I I do enjoy the art. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting because they're just kind of teasing. They're you know like they do. They tease out what led what events led to uh, led to this being how it is, right? So. Sure. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm enjoying it, man. So she's kind of like living underground, right? So um, the ve- people are looking for her, you know, so they can kill her essentially. So she's like in hiding. Um, oh, so she's like a fugitive yeah, hunted by humans and vampires. It's essentially illegal to be a slayer. Oh wow! Okay. And so and so it ends. The comic end. This first issue ends with another young girl finding her and being like, "Hey, like I'm a new slayer. I need you to help me." And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that because the rest of them are all dead. And I'm not going to have your death on my conscience, too. Um, but obviously, she's going to end up training her in the next. Yeah, you know, that's that, kind of that's how, how it goes. That's how it always starts. Classic. Yeah. No, I'm broken goods. Yeah. Too old. I don't. Yeah. I don't need an understudy. Yeah. No princesses for me. And then, like you said, 10 minutes later, mon- cue the montage. Right. Yeah, and we love him, and we love your training. Your training has begun. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, I I read that. I enjoyed it. Um, I'll probably pick up. I'll probably collect the whole series because I I like that first issue enough. So um, yeah, but yeah. And you're I mean, a big Buffy fan. You love Buffy. Oh, I I love Buffy. Let's. I'm big, big Buffy fan. So d- d- you're a big fan of the original TV show, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. grew up on it. Uh, what about the movie? Did you, I did. I did enjoy the, the movie. movie. Yeah, it's I've seen great. The, I've seen the. I've seen the first movie. I like the show better. Um, a lot of people do. It's, it's almost like a different. It's completely. It's day and night. It's day and night different. The only. The only thing that is the same is their names are Buffy. Yeah. And there's vampires. Everything else is like like the first one is a comedy. You know what I mean? And. Whereas, I love it because of that. I thought it was so great. I enjoyed oh, it so much. Absolutely. And then you know the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer is about. It's like a teen drama more. Oh, uh, I mean the 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 monsters, the vampires, and the demons are like. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're used essentially to show going through adolescence in your teenage years in high school, right? Yeah. Um, the, the, yeah. There was a lot of like kind of like it, it, it was like there's a lot of like Dawson's Creek type stuff going on but then at the same time they're like oh we have to kill these vampires but then, yeah but that was know? like you know yeah that was that was, that was like classic kind of like that 90s mm-hmm. it was used you know? as and I'm I feel so dumb because I can't think of the word um yeah fuck it whatever but doesn't matter yeah it was good I, I enjoyed it yeah yeah yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm glad Buffy's still they're still doing stuff with it. Um, At one point, they were talking about doing a reboot of a TV show, but uh, with Geller, right? weren't they talking about bringing her back and stuff? She won't do it. I wonder why. Um, she's too old. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a lot to do. Like, it's one one thing to do that when you're in your twenties. Yeah, I would imagine like being on that like that hard schedule and those long shoots and stuff yeah. like that there would be a lot like i wonder if they'd ever do like a mini series or a one shot you know i what would I mean? like to, i think they i could see them doing if they wanted i guarantee you if she said hey i want to do this they would she do could, it they, 
You probably get enough backing to do it. But she doesn't want to. She doesn't. She's like, I'm too old. Like, you know, I don't want to do the like this all of the stunt work and everything like that. And well, they got CGI now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that and like scheduling, it's probably would just be hard to get a lot of the cast returning. She doesn't do a ton of stuff anymore of acting wise stuff anymore. So she doesn't have to, does she? Probably no. Isn't she? Isn't she married to somebody famous? Freddie Prince Jr. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. They met at on the set of Scooby Doo, the movie. Oh my god! I never saw those movies. Yeah, yeah. I did because of her. But I was never into her. Oh, she was. uh, She was the one for me. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just not my type. Yeah. Not my type. The one for me growing up. Yeah. She. uh, Yeah. I was never. I don't know. I never was into her. I don't know why. That's fair. Yeah, a lot. She she hit all the all the the bars for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But oh well. Yeah. Now give me you know give me Jason Statham. It's oh, sorry. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> game <laughs> yeah. over. That's right. That's right. Well, um, I think that kind of uh, rounds out the episode, my man. Uh, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. All right, well, I'm going to bring us home then. Take us home. All right. Hey, Tiger Cubs. Welcome to 2022 with the Blue Tiger Revenge. Yeah. Where we know that revenge is best served blue. And if you want want to get some of that hot, fresh, frothy, steaming tiger milk. So hot. (laughs) All you you have to do is... Is uh, go to our Substack, and that's bluetigerrevenge.substack.com. That is the hub for everything Blue Tiger, right? Frothy, 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 frothy <laughs> Blue Tiger. It's the it's the it's the home for Blue Tiger Revenge podcast. It's the home for Operation Blue. Um, you see everything there. You can uh, comment on there. You can share. You can subscribe. It's free. You can uh, tell all your friends about us, right? Anywhere that you listen to. Uh, you know, whatever platform that you use, if you listen directly from Substack, if you listen on Spotify, uh, you listen on Apple, whatever, wherever you listen to, um, you know, uh, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, we would certainly appreciate it. It helps, it helps us out a ton. Um, and, uh, brings, brings, you know, the, the, the tiger den, it may seem small, but it's big enough for the entire world. That's right. And, uh, you know, we want to share the tiger, the tiger milk with the world. And with your help, we can make that possible. Uh, if you want to hit us up, send us an email, uh, blue tiger revenge at substack.com. Uh, that's going to go right to us. And, uh, you know, we would love to, we would love to hear from you guys. You know, that's all. It's always fun getting, uh, getting email from, uh, from folks. But, uh, that is all I have, Tad. Do you have anything else to add? I am all out of tiger milk, my friend. Well, if that is the case, what time is it? Hit the Happy New Year music.